This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to HRN Live at 5. I still like that name. So we are here tonight again for another evening talking about what else? Viruses and things. Uh, I am Glenda Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host the most popular podcast in the horse world, The Daily Horses in the Morning Show. And tonight I have two co-hosts of that show with me. Dr. Wendy Ying joins us to chat about why you shouldn't suck down an entire tube of ivor, ivor, ivermectin. And Karen Chatton on what the status of endurance riding is now and how things are going on the West Coast. She's been following this whole thing very closely and posting about it. So I asked them both to join me tonight, and they'll be here in just a second. But before we get started with the coverage tonight, uh, we're here 5 p.m. every weekday. Tomorrow, I have host of the eventing radio show, Jonathan Holling, to chat about what it's like to be a professional rider right now uh, and what they're going through. And a lawyer will be joining us to talk about getting our wills in order and answering some of the most commonly asked questions from horse people like, I don't have anybody to give my horses to. What do I do? So we're going to answer those questions tomorrow night. If you missed last night's Ask Monty Live, you need to go back and take a listen. Thousands of people have watched it. Go over to Monty Roberts' Facebook page or Horse in the Morning Facebook page, and you'll find the video there. Just go to the video section, and you can watch the whole thing there. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that participated in that. It was a lot of fun, and, and Monty, Monty was in, in good spirits, and he's looking great for 85 years old. If you can't watch this whole live stream now, catch it on your podcast players tonight on Horses in the Morning, actually tomorrow morning on the Horses in the Morning podcast feed. And our disclaimer, we are not medical professionals or financial professionals. Well, some of us aren't. And we are not offering you advice in any way on what you should or should not do with you or the health of your you or your horses. As far as any of that's concerned, we are here to give our opinion. And that is all. Now, I usually start with a positive every night, and my positive is, what is the place that everybody counts on at 2 in the morning while you're coming home from the bar or a party? Where do you go to eat? And that's Denny's. Well, Denny's is to the rescue starting today, April the 7th. They're doing shareable fa family packs that are available for at, uh, you can get free contact list delivery or pickup, including Easter Sunday dinner. So Denny's is coming to the rescue. You can just pick up your Easter Sunday dinner and you're going to be okay. They also have a Grand Slam breakfast pack, a build your own cheeseburger pack, and a chicken tenders pack, all waiting for you to pick it up because you aren't getting your Denny's fix. I recommend that you probably pick it up before you start drinking anyway. Uh, so now coming up next, we have co-hosts of the Horses in the Morning show, Dr. Wendy Ying, my good friend, Dr. Ying. Hi, Dr. Ying. Hi, everybody. Of course, she hosts the driving episode we do every month and has for like 10 years. Uh, she is a veterinarian and a traditional Chinese medicine doctor as well. And we also have Karen chatting with us. Karen is from the bottom. Hi. And She's the endurance host who's also been doing it for about seven, eight years, longer, maybe mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a long time. You guys have both been around doing this podcast thing a long time. Well, first of all, I got to do I got to do this report. We are heading for a record today. Unfortunately, we've had about seventeen hundred deaths already and it's uh, five o'clock in the evening. Uh, we'll probably be approaching approaching the two thousand figure today. And that's just in the United States. Um France also. France has seen almost 2,000 today, too, which for the size country it is, is 
incredible. Uh, so we, they said it was going to keep increasing for the next couple of weeks, and it looks that that like that is the case. Um, so that's that's the bad news for today. Now, Dr. Wendy, I had you on because, you know, this whole ivermectin story came out and I got word that a couple of our listeners went to TSC stores and there was no ivermectin on the shelf. And they were told by the clerk that they pulled it because regular people were coming in to buy ivermectin, supposedly for you. We know what reason, because <laughs> they're stupid. So um they read a news story and all of a sudden they think they can suck it down and they're going to be fine and never get the disease. What did they show? This came out of Australia. What happened? Um, well, ivermectin does have some antiviral properties and the COVID-19 is a coronavirus similar to SARS. And also it's, it, it, uh, West Nile is also uh, RNA virus. So they have used ivermectin to try to do in vivo tests uh, with these um, viruses because... What's in vivo mean? Sorry, in vitro tests. Okay. So in the cell, okay. right? They, they just have a Petri dish of a cell culture that's like uh, they grow up these cell cultures and then they add the ivermectin in there and that's after they infect them with this virus. So what they showed was in the Petri dish, ivermectin can block the virus from getting inside the nucleus of the cell because, because it's an RNA virus, right? That's a, it has a strand of nu nuclear material. Okay. Nucleic acids, but you know, our, inside our nucleus is the DNA. That's your blueprint for your, for all your proteins. So these viruses need to go inside your nucleus of your cells and hijack all your DNA uh, transcription uh, proteins, right? It can't replicate on its own. So it has to get in your cell and then in the nucleus. So ivermectin has a property where it stops the virus from getting inside the nucleus. So that is like promising, that's great, right? And, um, but one of the things, and this is what hit me hard when I went to vet school, I was a molecular biology person in college and in my first couple of jobs, right? So you get all these exciting things like, look at, I can stop, I can use ivermectin and stop this virus from going in the cell. But yeah, that's in a Petri dish. Right. So how do you get ivermectin from the tube to the person? Then you swallow it. Then as it goes to your stomach and then it goes in your bloodstream and then you hope it goes and finds a cell and then it has to go. I mean, there's so many steps involved. Like this is so far from being a valid treatment. It's it's not funny, but that's exciting news. What they found. It's really exciting news. But the problem that that starts to scare is that some journalist at like, you know, picks up this story because it is exciting news, but they don't have any background in science. So they say, they try to explain it in a way that's easy to understand, but they don't get it anyways. So it comes out like Australian researchers have found the cure for COVID-19 and it's ivermectin. Okay. So if that's the headline, that's very misleading, right? Because now that I told you, how what the what the real article says the real valid research says now you're like well that's 
you can understand why taking the horse dewormer from tractor supply is going to be like, you might as well just stand on one foot and jump up and down and hope that you don't get COVID-19. Well, and, and, and what, a couple of weeks ago, we had people drinking pool cleaner, you know? So, I mean, because that was the thing that was going to save everybody, you know? It's right. Just... But that was, but that wasn't the thing that was those people worked right. at the aquarium store and they said, Oh, this kind of sounds like yeah. this medicine. <laughs> But that and and also ivermectin. The thing is, ivermectin is very a very safe drug. And they use it for people, right? They use it for people. Like the, in um, third world countries, we have a disease called river blindness that's caused by a nematode that gets in your blood. And then, you know, with with heartworm uh, in dogs, right? We have that microfilaria stage, that stage where there's little tiny worms in their blood. So ivermectin kills that and has saved a ton of people from being blind. You know, also you see those pictures coming uh, about people that have a horrible uh, lymphangitis of their legs that's caused by a parasite. Ivermectin kills that. And ivermectin is super safe for mammals. Like we use it for deworming the horses, right? Right. So the the worms that were that are inside our horse's tummy we give them ivermectin and those worms are super sensitive to this drug and it paralyzes them and then kills them right but mammals are not sensitive to ivermectin they don't have the same uh amount of susceptibility to ivermectin's uh forces right so we kind of just, you know, you poop it out. That's another reason why if you have collie dogs, you don't want your dogs outside eating horse poop because you, you get rid of a lot of ivermectin when you, after the horse poops it out. And collies aren't supposed to have ivermectin at And all? collies can't have, have ivermectin because they have a genetic defect where ivermectin normally, it's a, it's a great big molecule. It can't get across our blood brain barrier. Right. So like, you know how you can take Claritin and it doesn't make you tired, but if you take Benadryl, you're knocked out. That's because Benadryl will cross your blood brain barrier, and make you tired, but Claritin doesn't. Okay. So in collies, they have like, uh, uh Ivermectin can cross the blood brain barrier. So it gives them the same kind of neurologic signs that we have with the, with the little nematodes in your horse's tummy. But with people, people also have been reported to have that genetic defect. You don't know if you have that or not, right? Because we don't, you don't get genetically screened right. for that because you're not going to be sucking down ivermectin. <laughs> I mean, the chances of needing a test for that. But say you did have that genetic defect, then you could have, I mean, you could die from that. And also think about it. Like I know we horse people tend to take our horse medicine and we go, Oh, we'll just take one tenth the dose. Right. Um, but the thing is. Well, and the you, ivermectin for people is in a pill form anyway, right? It's in it's a, a pill form. Yeah. So you get exactly the amount right. of milligrams you need. The tube dewormer is for a 1200 pound horse. So you can say, oh, I'm only gonna take a 10th of it, but it's been sitting on that shelf, who knows how long. And so, yeah, we split these tubes up for minis, but even still, I mean, you have to worry a little bit. You don't wanna like five times the dose of ivermectin could be dangerous, 10 times the dose of ivermectin we know is dangerous. Yeah, so, I mean, that has serious consequences, right? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, 
you should not be taking that much ivermectin. <laughs> it might not kill you, but you might just be brain damaged. I don't know. Oh, you yeah, might not be awesome. able to do math. <laughs> But if you're willing to take that risk. (laughs) I don't know that it did tell the difference with me, actually. I I just think that I know that it's scary what's going on, but I think the best course of action is to help with your immune system, right? Help support your immune system with healthy diet. Um, Like for me, I take herbs. Um, And then Glenn, you're kind of high risk because of your Lyme disease. So you're staying in my asthma. I got both. And yeah, so if you have something like that, a lung issue, then yeah, you better be careful. Or if your 90-year-old grandmother's at home, then you probably shouldn't go out that much. But probably taking ivermectin is going to decrease your immune system because you're poisoning yourself. Hmm. And also, I, I mean, I didn't, I, we don't know what else is in the ivermectin. Probably nothing that can hurt you. But I did, I've never really researched like the carrier vehicle in the ivermectin paste. Well, and also they have not done animal tests even on this yet. It was Petri dish. They, they got a it's long a way to dish. go yet. It's a long and, way. And it's a Petri dish of a very certain cell culture, right? So we have, oh, and you know what was interesting about that study? Yeah. I was thinking these people must have been horse vets that did the study. I think it was actually. <laughs> it might have been. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because they had... Uh, the, their control group was just the carrier without the ivermectin. And guess what the carrier was? What? DMSO. <laughs> That's why I thought, oh, they've got to be horse vets. They've got to be horse vets. So thank God that the DMSO was like negative because otherwise people would be rubbing DMSO all over them and then they smell like crap everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I, you and I goof around. So Wendy and I, we go back a long ways. And we goof around a long time, or all the time, actually, when we're together. But I always forget how smart you are until we get you on to do things like this. And then I always remember, wow, she really is smart. <laughs> well, I, 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 love, I love molecules. Okay? I like these little miniature things. So I feel like very lucky to be uh, on the Horse Radio Network when you ask me these things because I get to use all this like useless <laughs> knowledge that I haven't used since the 90s, which I'm probably out of date. But oh, my God. Is oh, there- <laughs> I see Kyle is sporting his mask. <laughs> Does he wear that around well, the house all day? Yeah. So there's another thing you can do to help is wear a mask when you go outside. So well, he, he, that's his Publix mask. <laughs> Does he actually wear it? <laughs> he, he hasn't worn it down to the bubblies yet, but I keep saying he should because it'll do two things. It'll protect you and also keep people away from you. You'll get a definitely a six foot distance. Well, that's an interesting explanation. Well done there, Wendy. I think that explains it pretty well. Uh, you know, I want to go over to Karen here quick. Karen, you've been following this and posting a lot of stuff almost as much as I have. Let's talk a little bit about the West Coast. You're in Nevada. So come up close to the mic if you could. Okay. Um, you're in the West Coast there in Nevada. And Nevada, boy, is going to get hit hard by this. Because you, you're, I mean, you, every industry you have is closed. <laughs> Just about. They shut down the entire gaming industry. All of the gaming licenses are basically revoked. So all the hotels and casinos have been shut down. Just about everything that's non-essential. Okay, how about the brothels? Did they are they still running or are <laughs> no, they... they are not essential. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently not. Maybe to some Aww. people they might be, but uh the governor doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's it like? Are people taking it seriously out there? You know, you're, I, you're rural. 
Uh, we are pretty rural. Um, you know, we we only have a population of about three and a half million, and we've got, I think, as of today, around fifty eight deaths, which. That number is low, but as far as like the number per million, it's higher than a lot of other states have. Last night, I believe it was last night, I watched the press conference with Governor Sisolak, and he said that so far, Nevada has not received any full testing kits from the government. They've only received components, and (laughs) we've had to put them together ourselves. And Nevada's tested about 20,000 people, and we've got about 2,000 positives. Which is about the running, maybe a little tiny bit higher than the running right. average. Right. Um, but I do personally know people that have been sick that haven't been able to get tested. And they just did a 14-day quarantine. And then when they recovered and did their quarantine, now they're back to, you know, being normal again. I have one endurance writer friend that did test positive, And she had been sick for weeks before she was able to get a test. So I, I think it's already within our community. And so they're being really adamant about, um, you know, the new hashtag is stay home for Nevada so that people aren't going out. Uh, you know, the hard part, like we have right now three local grocery stores that were doing curbside pickup and stuff. Two of them, I can't even get a date. And the third one was a week out. And we're having the same problem here. Uh, it's the same problem here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're out of stock. And so you don't really know if I wait a week to order when that week comes, they may not have what I need. Oh, we haven't seen no. chicken. And since this whole thing started a month ago, we haven't oh. seen a. There's not a chicken to be had frozen or unfrozen. Wow. <laughs> well, like... well, the the thing that everybody wants now is yeast, yeast and flour. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm lucky I'm in a res kind of a rural area and people here have a lot of their own chickens. So people are offering eggs, they're offering sourdough starter, um, people are bartering. Um, you know, I've already traded toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I, we couldn't get, and I want to make, I've been making some soups and stuff, but we couldn't find bullion anywhere. And, Cause they were out of, everybody bought up the bullion. I managed to score some off name bullion on Amazon the other day. I was like, yes, I was, I was never so excited about bullion, which is a thing <laughs> no that kidding. my mom used, right? I mean, exactly. Who ever thought I'd be using bullion it's, for anything? It's the little <laughs> things. <laughs> exactly. You can make it. I mean, with bullion, you can make your own ramen noodles, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. Yum. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so tell me, um, you've been following this. You posted an interesting thing today. Uh, your husband's a bicyclist. Like I, I was just out riding mm-hmm. my bike today. Uh, and it was this interesting thing. Tell us about that story. That was interesting. That was put out by the president of a biking club who has a PhD in, you know, the science of the sort of virus and type of um you, you know, He's like a virologist of, or something of yeah. diseases and stuff. Yeah. And he basically said, if you're riding, basically, uh, if you're riding with others, you know, you need to be aware because they basically are riding through, you know, when you're exhaling and breathing hard, you're spraying the, the particles, just like on a cold day when you exhale and you have the, the cloud, that's basically your breath coming out. So if you have a group of cyclists riding down the road together and, you know, they're breathing hard and stuff, they're just basically leaving a cloud 
if they're infected, which a lot of people can be asymptomatic and spread without showing any signs of being sick. And so basically they're spreading a cloud behind them and if they're in a group. So I'm my husband is only allowed to ride alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. This. We're always I think in the I can front. put it on the screen. I think I can put Ew, this on the screen. Oh, gross. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so let me put this up here. Uh, here, that's full screen. So you can see what she's talking about in that picture. Uh, so that imagine if you're riding at a trot and all of those little things are coming back to get you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. I have, to, I have to tell you that vets see humans like that all the time. <laughs> We're like, oh, you can catch everything from humans. You can only catch like a hundred things from animals. And how many times have we been sprayed and like given a shower from our horses? I know, you yeah. don't care. <laughs> or two people back or like, oh my gosh, your horse just sprayed me. <laughs> just from one, you know, exhale or whatever with their nostrils. I also want to vindicate myself. So yesterday, you've been doing these morning posts. And I know you guys, Karen, actually, thank you for sharing my morning posts. I appreciate it. I know Wendy has too at times. Um, but I did the one yesterday talking about the future and where we go from here and when are we going to reopen. And I said, this is not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be in the middle of May. It's, it's, it's going to be July or August till we start to even mm -hmm. see this thing so far on the downside. I mean, look, we're still heading up and up and up as far as deaths are concerned. And on the downside, we have as long a road as we did on the upside so um i and then the president came out and did yesterday after i said that he came out and said july or august so you know it's not you know you better buy some yeast and i got my bullion so i'm good uh, <laughs> and i've got chicken <laughs> i don't know how you got chicken i'll trade you toilet paper i'll I've trade you toilet paper for freezer chicken. full of chicken from costco <laughs> now wendy is the most lucky of all of us and i'll tell you why is because she has Dr. Kyle Darth Vader in the house, um, <laughs> who is the best cook in the world. And oh, you're, yeah. you're going to gain 50 pounds here, Wendy. I know. Well, the thing is, he is he is such a great cook. And now we have a lot of time to stay home. So I was talking on the driving radio show the other day when Jen was on with me. I finally conquered my sourdough bread thing. I could never make the sourdough bread. So I do have starter. If anybody needs sourdough starter, <laughs> I can send it to you. I'll send some rolls but, of toilet paper down, okay? Yeah, but we but Kyle's been cooking like um he he has been cooking some uh Mexican food, of course, because he's Mexican. Um he makes these really yummy, like crispy tortillas, homemade tortillas and roast pork mm. and he does what did he make for you did he ever make the um the israeli food for you no i mean we've had a lot of barbecue stuff he's a good he smokes things he's a lot of good oh yeah he can smoke things he yeah. makes these really yummy like garlic torpedo meatballs on a skewer and then cooks them over the barbecue with this yummy rice he's you realize like every horse woman that's watching now that doesn't have a husband that cooks is pissed at you, <laughs> you know? well and he drives too <laughs> I talk so, about a drive. So let me ask you guys. Uh, let me ask the audience. What are you guys making? What's your go-to that you're making a lot of now, or what you have you made for the first time that you never made before because you're locked up? Karen, do you have one? Uh, yeah, what I made I made Jello with pineapple in it. <laughs> <laughs> like was when it we green? Were was it green Jello? <laughs> no, actually, I think it was strawberry, but it was in the cupboard for who knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a good way to you know get rid of all that stuff that's been in there that's forever did, did your that's parents great. used to make the, my mom used to make the jello with the mixed fruit can yeah yes oh. <laughs> yes i just happen to have pineapple so that's what i use <laughs> so we should so, have a challenge we should have a cooking challenge where you have to go through your pantry or your freezer and make something with something that's been in there the longest longest uh-huh. <laughs> yes heather, oh heather says hi heather schneider says hi oh, Wendy. hi heather uh we have chili is my go-to chili is one of my favorite foods please if anybody's <laughs> listening that has a chili contest i want to be a judge sometime i always wanted to be it's on my bucket list to be mm-hmm. a chili judge i want to do that <laughs> i think that'd be fun um but you'd uh, like them all you to be a judge uh-huh. you have to be able to decide <laughs> why you don't like them i gotta tell you i'm using my instapot all the time I am using it all oh, the time now because I don't have time to get it out early. I never figure out what I'm going to make till like an hour before, but the Instapot makes it seem like I've been cooking for hours. Uh, I really have been using it a lot. Oh, Glenn, you know what? Uh, Kyle has this really great recipe for Instapot pork. And it's like mm. that Hawaiian Kailua pork. Oh. And you do bacon. You do a couple strips of bacon in the Instapot first and then put the pork in. And it tastes really smoky. It tastes like you've been smoking it all day. I never thought about, because you have the saute function on the Instapot, you could actually cook the bacon. You're right. Yeah, I never he thought cooks about the bacon that. first. And then yeah. he puts the pork in. And then I think he, put, he must put broth in. I don't know. I wasn't watching. <laughs> okay, but- so Kimberly <laughs> says for new for her is power muffins with oats and berries. Uh, fake Facebook user whose name I don't know is making burgers right now. We're eating a lot of venison and pork. My husband hunts and mm. buys a 4-H hog every year. We used oh, to buy a hog every good. year, too, when we had a big freezer. Uh, Crock-Pot Express all the time. Yep, yep. Uh, and Oh, Heather says Kyle is a chef genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, thank you so much. I don't know how to put, post in the chat, so I can't type back. I just have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> So, Karen, what else is striking you about all of this? Are there still, you said to me that disturbed me greatly, by the way, that there's still events going on or something in your area? There are still some groups getting together and having events. Um, You know, they tell everybody to practice social distancing, but they're still getting, you know, groups of several people together to ride horses. And, you know, it's a competition. And I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't take this seriously until it happens to somebody that they know directly. Otherwise, I think they're just kind a lot of people are ignoring it or they think that it only happens to young people or that are healthy. But this one article I read said out of 14 of the NBA players they tested, seven of them were positive that weren't showing any symptoms. And I don't know who's healthier than a NBA player. Or young, yeah, you know, that's they're true. all still pretty young. So I, I think a lot of horse people really don't take this seriously because um, they are still getting together in groups and doing, you know, riding and doing events and stuff. They've got one coming up for, uh, I think, next weekend or the weekend after that. There was an interesting article, I don't know if you guys read, by one of the Fed chairmen, I think it was St. Louis maybe, uh, and he came out and said, testing is the only way we get out of this. And it's testing everybody. So, you know, basically you have Mm -hmm. to test everybody, determine who's asymptomatic or who had it before. And 
you know, he was even talking about everybody has a wristband or something to prove that they've either had it before or they, you know, they're not going to get it or whatever it was. I, I, it was, it got confusing after a while about who was carrying what wristbands, mm -hmm. but that's how it, and then basically, you know, that's how you start getting the society back is you're testing everybody to see who can go right. out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how that works in this country, but uh, we can't get enough tests to test and see if people even have it in the first place. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. So you got to take it but seriously. You, you think about like that wristband thing you're talking about. And actually, I never thought we'd all be inside like this anyways. But it's almost like these sci-fi movies that you see from way <laughs> in the future and that people have wristbands to identify them for something. And you think, I mean, it doesn't seem real. But I can't believe people are actually talking about that. I think it's conspiracy because I think what they're going to end up doing is saying everybody's going to get a free Apple smartwatch and the government's going to buy them. And it's all going to be Apple smartwatches. And they've been planning this from the beginning. It's a conspiracy I just made up. It's all to sell oh, Apple smartwatches. Oh, good. Have you made a <laughs> list Apple of the stock? conspiracy theories yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like a Oh, can I just say, by the way, here, I'm going to get on my high horse and rant for a little I unfriended about 10 people today that were posting that, see, this isn't as bad as everybody said it was going to be. And you knew these were going to come out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we're having a record death rate. It's pretty bad for the 2000 families whose people died today. Right. Um, so and I just had to unfriend. I just couldn't take it anymore. By the way, they got ripped new ones by all their friends. Uh, and but we're going to see that because social distancing does work. People are going to come out and say, see, wasn't so bad. after." No, it freaking worked. <laughs> exactly uh, i just i couldn't take it i just unfriended them and and they were most of my podcast friends by the way not horse friends you'll be happy to know so <laughs> well, your podcast friends should be happy that they're home yeah i know i know you would think <laughs> now i did have a meeting today with other podcast networks that we do once a month and it was interesting there to see that you know everybody's gone through the same things podcast numbers are down uh, because everybody was watching news for two weeks. You know, it was after 9-11. We were all watching news 24 hours a day and not listening to our podcast. But that's changing now. People are watching less news and getting back into routines. And our podcast numbers mm -hmm. are coming back up again. So, you know, I think that was expected. You know, it was expected that it was after 9-11. We all watched the news straight for 24 hours a day for weeks because we were all waiting for the next thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just, I can't, I'm just unfriending people. I'm not even dealing with it anymore. I can't have it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Wendy, what's your thought on this overall thing? How do we get out of this? Is it a long time? Is it, is testing, testing, testing the answer? I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, as a veterinarian, I'm always surprised when I hear things like, uh, when Kyle talks about HIPAA violations or like when I have to get some test results and I just tell the nurse to email it to me and they're like, oh, we can't email it because HIPAA, blah, blah, blah. You know, they were so concerned about your privacy for medical things. And now that's all gone out the window. Like now they're demanding to know celebrities test results. Well, that's a clear HIPAA violation. Or when the guy tested positive, you know, at the some conference, they like, oh, well, you have to release his name. Well, you can't do that. So then now, why is it okay if you couldn't do that before? Because yeah. you had to protect mm -hmm. people. Because they might be um, like, if so, if the if the government knew you had a pre-existing condition, then they wouldn't give you. Then you might not get your health insurance, or you might get an extra charge on your health insurance, right? 
that's what they were trying to protect. But now they're like, oh, well, who cares? Let's just find out who has has the virus and who's infected and who's not. And we're a band. It's like the star belly sneeches. Remember well, the Dr. Seuss thing with the star belly sneeches and you're infected and you're not. And you can even see that when people are walking around like they have masks on. And it, I don't wear a mask when I go out. But you can see people that are wearing a mask when they go out. They're like mad at me that I don't wear a mask when I go out. So you know, Kyle's going out of Darth Vader and you're not wearing anything? <laughs> no, no. He just does that for, <laughs> for a joke. But I don't really go out. Kyle yeah. does the grocery shopping. Yeah, we, we, we really haven't gone anywhere in weeks. Uh, so uh, Jennifer, though, has made some really clever. She has a thousand bandanas and she's using oh, yeah. the she's using the hair hair scrunchie method of putting around yeah, her yeah. ears. Oh, look at Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Karen will trade you a bandana for some toilet paper if you're I've, interested. I've got masks. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine right here because I thought if Wendy was infected, I'm going to be ready. I think people should wear like bandanas and then a cowboy hat. You oh, know, so you perfect. look like you're robbing the store. Yeah. Uh, and see maybe what they say. Hoodie, put a hoodie over it for extra. <laughs> yeah. <attack. laughs> Heather says she's going to have to go out and drive her Clyde soon. Heather, you could drive your Clyde's out where you are and you won't see anybody. You'll be fine. <laughs> we we actually went yeah, with you her. Yeah, but you know, you think about the businesses, right? Look at poor Heather. All yeah. these weddings have been canceled. These yep. Clydesdales probably eat a bale of hay a day and she lives in, in South Florida. Florida. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about these these companies and we don't even see how it affects that. So so is it is it more important that we kill the economy or is it more important that we stop the virus? Both of them are bad. You know, both situations are bad. Yeah. But I mean, it, I if how much of a cushion do you need so you don't go bankrupt when you keep having these? I mean, think about it. I think she has three Clydesdales and a warm blood. Yeah, she told me they they, they eat a bale of hay a day, and down in Florida, that's about four thousand dollars a week. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, seriously, it's eighteen dollars wow. a bale for hay. Yeah, yeah, it's not cheap. And they're eating a bale of hay a day, each one of them. Yeah, I think you that's know, and the, the thing about this is it is affecting everybody financially. Everybody. Yeah, fifty that's pounds that. a day each. Is <laughs> That's why Jennifer won't let That's me get good. a church on right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But you can't feed them less than that because they'll get ulcers. Yeah. I mean, why should they not eat? Because they're just because they're bigger, you know? Well, guys, thank you for joining me today on our uh, Facebook Live. Well, let me Alive. tell you real quick, yeah. Lynn, about yeah. AERC. There's yeah. three motions that they're going to be voting on next okay, week. Okay, that's the American or tell American everybody. Endurance Ride Conference, because okay. all of our rides have already basically been canceled because nobody's issuing permits. But they're voting on one motion to suspend all rides through May 11th because of the insurance. The insurance obviously doesn't want to um, cover any groups where we're getting more than 10 people together, which most people can agree with that. Uh, the other one, the other motion is to move the national championship ride forward to 2021, kind of like what the Olympics are doing, right? So mm -hmm. we won't have a national championship ride this year. It'll be moved a year up. And then the third one is to not have any national awards for this ride season. Well, yeah, because your ride season starts, you know, it started here in Florida and they got some, a lot of them some in, people I guess. people in some yeah. regions were able to get to some rides. Like the West region where I'm at, every single ride we've had has been canceled this year. So you haven't wrote, wrote it all, basically. 
not this ride season. No. They're all the rides be, by the time we were ready to get to go, they were all canceled. And uh, it looks like, you know, May 11th, they're going to reevaluate um, whether to sanction any more rides, you know, for the following month or two. You know, I, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think they're going to be we're, able no. to. No, I think I, you're going to be into June at least. I think the USCF is going to have mm -hmm. to issue another 30 days. And, you know, it's just... You know, right. We haven't seen it slow yet, so I don't, you know, I don't see mm -hmm. that happening. Uh, right. But, uh, so yeah. this is going to really hurt the organization as a whole because they're losing all the income. Um, plus, a lot of the writers, if they're not able to, you know, start early in the in the spring, like right now, and start going to rides, their horses won't be ready for some of the summer rides. Which, you know, then it gets hotter, and some of the rides are more challenging, especially like Tevis. Um, and I know they're considering possibly doing a date change for Tevis and moving it into the fall, um, which, again, that's also a risky thing in case the virus goes away and comes back. I, I, I don't see how you could do Tevis. The horses aren't going to be in shape. They, you won't have any lead up rides to it. Right. And then yeah. the riders also need to I think it's 300 miles they have to compete in or, you know, in order to qualify to enter Tevis. So some of those people that haven't done it before aren't going to meet those qualifications. Although I think they're going to be flexible on that if they are able to go, you know, through, uh, you know, and hold the ride. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for the update there, Karen. You're going to be on next week, right? Mm -hmm. Aren't you next week? Yep. Uh, so next Tuesday, next when Tuesday. do you... She'll be on Horses in the Morning. If you have never listened to Horses in the Morning, go to horseinthemorning.com. Find it on your podcast player or download the Horse Radio Network app on your phone. Just search Horse Radio Network. It has all the shows. Dr. Wendy was on last week with Jennifer. So uh, you'll catch last Thursday's show was Dr. Wendy doing the driving show. Uh, and I assume it went well. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Oh, it was great. It yeah. was probably really long because Jen and I kept talking about horses. Like it went on and on. <laughs> Funny, and how on between guests. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, <laughs> two horse women talking about horses. Big surprise. <laughs> Big surprise. And before we go, I wanted to say there was a listener here. Uh, Janet is adopting a mini burrow tomorrow. Congratulations, Aww. Janet. Yay. That'll eat a lot less than the uh, Clydesdale. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and you just got yourself a Mustang, Karen, didn't you? I did. Well, we're trying him out. His name is Milo. He's five years Aww. old. He came from Palomino Valley. And how's he doing? Nevada. He's doing really good. Super, super friendly. Um, I'm going to have to get some advice on how to uh, um, uh, teach a Mustang to socially distance. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks a bunch. Don't forget, go to horseradionetwork.com for all of our shows. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Horses in the Morning. Jamie and I will be here, and we're trying to keep that light and fluffy. We had a really good show on Monday. If you didn't get a chance to listen to Monday's show, go take a listen to it. We had one of the best guests we've ever had, and he was absolutely terrific. That's all I'm going to tell you. It, he was just, we could have talked to him for hours. So go listen to Monday's show if you didn't get a chance. Plus, we had a lot of fun, too. So, uh, horsesinthemorning.com. Thank you both. Bye.